Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tennessee Twos Disc Golf Podcast. Um, yeah, it's episode 14. Yeah. 15. 14. 14. 14. Sorry. This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, we're going to be going over the uh, Waco Charity Open. Um, pretty excited about that. There was a lot of really cool stuff that happened. We've got a couple of, you know, repeat segments that we're going to be doing today. Um, and then this weekend, as long as nothing goes wrong, we're going to give you our very first Tennessee Twos After Hours episode. Should only be about 10, 15 minutes long, and we're going to cover everything related to Belton um, at that time. So we're actually going to wait until after the round two um, and kind of cover it, give our predictions for round three. Um, and hopefully we can get that out to you live on Saturday night. Yep. Um, but yeah, anyways, after that, I'm just going to go ahead and kick it over to my co-host, Ethan. My name is Daniel Bacon. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, Ethan has some stuff to tell us. Yeah. I, first off, thank you guys for listening, um, to every platform out there. Um, we're going to go over some of our numbers that we've hit in the first 13 episodes, um, night making our 14th um we've really been on the growing train um as of late and we have hit so far with our audio listeners um 15 states and seven international countries um so i would like to shout out everybody um from norway united kingdom sweden germany estonia japan thank you guys um and girls uh we we really do appreciate it and that's awesome that we've been able to reach um all of you out there um also gonna go over a little bit of our follower counts and kind of our growth on our other social media platforms and with uh that we on facebook we go live every tuesday night or at least we try to every tuesday night as long as everything's willing and working um but we are at 146 followers on our facebook um we are at 202 instagram followers we're at 72 twitter followers and we have just made a tiktok um literally just posted three videos the past three days got uh, i think four followers so far so we're about to start trying to grow that. And then on YouTube, which YouTube is very hard to grow on, but we have nine subscribers on our YouTube. And basically that is just a backlog for our videos of our live podcast. Um, yeah. uh, Coming very soon this summer, we'll, we'll have a uh, <clears throat> Tennessee Twos, just a Tennessee Twos disc golf channel. Yes. That will not be related to the podcast in terms Correct. of episodes and stuff like that. Um, it'll still be us, but it'll be us actually playing and doing some stuff, um, you know, as the weather gets better and hopefully gas prices go down so we can yeah, go try out new places and do cool videos for you guys. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what. And we... <laughs> I'll and, tell you uh, what. I'll tell you what. And uh, we definitely have some really, really cool video ideas. Um, I hope nobody does it before we get to. Um Ours are pretty intricate, so hopefully not, but um, 
I'm excited about them. Yeah. And of course, you know, we've got some really cool ideas for some stuff that we haven't seen anybody do, but we'll also do some of the fun ones that everybody oh, yeah. does too. Yeah. You know, we'll do some bag swaps and exactly. challenges that, you know, you guys recommend from time to time as well. Yeah, if y'all have any ideas, if y'all have any ideas, shoot them at us. We will definitely, definitely consider doing them. The more fun, the better. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, as Ethan said, we just want to thank you guys so much for um, the love and support so far and the growth that we've experienced. It has been an awesome time. Um, yes. And so if you guys are trying to reach me specifically, I'm usually the one who does most of the Twitter. If you guys are looking for Ethan, go check out Instagram. Yep. Um, we both dabble in both from time to time, but that's usually how we split it up. He. He does yeah. all the pictures and videos, and I do the trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just so. the, it's just the way that it works out. Um, but I won't. You don't expect to find me on Reddit, all right? Reddit is a toxic cesspool, and I refuse to go there. My trash <laughs> talk isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it might step your game up a little, though. Who knows? Oh yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to step it. I mean, maybe if I had a burner account, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it doesn't even matter what kind of thread you're on on Reddit. It's just it, somebody smack talking. It's it's there, guaranteed. Guaranteed. But you know, I, maybe it's not too bad of a thing. Maybe we should look into it eventually. I'm out. <laughs> he said, "I'm out." All right. Look, you know what? It might be my turn to trash talk some. We both know that that's not going to happen, man. Your whole. <laughs> Your whole concept of your personality is stay positive. There's yeah. no way you're going on Reddit and smack talking. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's just uh, not uh, Yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah? I hope you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy yourself on the course today. <laughs> I hope Play disc golf. I hope you find that disc you've been looking for for a year. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, good luck trying to be mean while saying nice things using only words. True. <laughs> it's very hard to do, I'll tell you what. Yeah. They're gonna have Sarcasm. To, they're going to have to sympathize with me, okay? That's just the way it has to go. Okay. Sarcasm's hard um, to understand, you know? Well, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of the Waco recap. Um what, like, Waco! What do you think, man? Uh, first off, let's let's go over the coverage. All right. Um, the NPO coverage and the FPO coverage. Did you notice that um, final round uh, of the NPO coverage took so long to go live? Like the after aftermath, like the afterthought of it. Um, like the FPO was up within like twenty minutes after it was finished. And they do say two to three hours, you know? So I was like, yeah, they did awesome on the FPO. On the MPO, it was five hours. <laughs> it was five hours. I couldn't after. tell you. Honest to God, I watched live. Yeah. And I wasn't even at my house when they went live. I literally pulled back up to my house um, five minutes before the lead card teed off. So I right. missed the, the chase card tee off. So gotcha. I couldn't, couldn't tell you. I was, um, I was out all day. So I was like... I, I when I got home, I was like, I gotta watch, I gotta watch, I gotta watch, and but it wasn't even there. It wasn't even there, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, my complaint is that <coughs> I don't know if it was something that was wrong with my computer just doing it, or if it were there's servers, 
um, and I wasn't having any issues on my mobile app, but anytime I was watching from a computer, and I tried two different computers, I tried the MacBook that I have, and I tried our streaming uh, PC here, and I'll tell you what, every 10 to 15 minutes, the stream would die. The, the network connection would just kill itself. Right. Hmm. I checked my internet, no issues with my internet, like everything was fine. And then um, the other thing that happened out there, outside of that, you just had a, an error out there too. Oh, really? I didn't know the, that. The Udisk servers went down, and they stopped. Um, they stopped uploading for a few minutes. They hmm. even had to retract a couple of comments on, um, on the coverage where they kind of said, "Don't look at that. Scores are wrong." It was during the FPO side. Um, scores haven't updated properly yet. It's still showing that she's got a bogey, but she birdied, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know what was going on yeah, with Q-Disc. weird. They had a couple of issues, too. Hmm. It didn't last very long. It was like five yeah. minutes. but they was able to get it resolved pretty quick. Yeah. That's good. So. Um, that was that was interesting. Yeah. One, one of the things, um, before we get into the actual tournament itself, um, speaking of coverage, while we're still on the topic of it, I wanted to talk about how on Twitter, one of the resounding things that I've heard, particularly this year, um, is a lot of people saying, I don't even, I don't want to watch and I don't need to watch post-produced coverage anymore. Disc Golf Network is where it's at. Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge because there's been a lot of complaints the last couple of years over the type of coverage, the quality of coverage, so on yeah. and so forth. Um, but the fact that people are coming out all over the place saying that the live coverage has been so good so far this year that it makes them not even want to go back and watch post-produced is huge. And I'll tell you, now, I'll tell you another reason for that too, is there's no spoilers in live disc golf, right? There's no spoilers nope. in live sports and people that are waiting for that next day are struggling no, it's it's different than it used to be. Even last year, you didn't know how it played out most of the times. But it seems like really after Worlds last year, it, it the trend started to go, okay, I I need to know what happens, you know, when it happens. And yes, I and <laughs> that could be the big turning point. Honestly, that one shot, it it really could have been. A big turning point. Yeah, and I think the one the thing that people are really liking as well, um, this tended to be the biggest reason people had been mentioning they're loving the um, live coverage over that post-produced, has been, um, especially in rounds one and two, or rounds one, two, and moving day, if there's a fourth round, um, it's been the coverage of cards that are not the lead card because yeah we all know that they stepped up their game when they um did the pay-per-view for usdgc um one of the things that they had mentioned that part of the reason that they did it is because they needed to fund having extra cameras having a larger crew and getting them out there and being in more places at one time yeah and that has been massively noticeable this year the amount of people they have out there covering and you know how where they are on the course is so much more widespread than it was early last year yep so that's been really awesome to see because i'll tell you what like in the winter time when i want to just rewatch one of these events i'm gonna watch jomez or gatekeeper yeah um or gk pro that's just where i'm gonna be because i can watch an entire tournament of in an cards hour 
in the same well not an hour but an entire tournament of lead cards in the same amount of time it takes to watch a single live broadcast which oh, is generally four hours tournament. Uh, yeah an entire tournament of lead cards in the same amount as one round so that's not going to change for me when the winner comes around i'll be watching a lot more jomez and all of that kind of stuff but they have stepped up their game so much and have given us the ability to watch the non-lead cards at a good quality this year i'm loving it mm-hmm. no reason not to yeah absolutely yeah. especially when you talk about you know, years past, Waco's a big one. How many times have we seen a chase card player win Waco? Yeah, it's it just, often. It just happened because yeah. Waco is such a, like, 50% skill, 50% luck type of course that anything can happen on that final day. And having that live coverage to be able to see it when somebody on chase card or third card gets hot, you're going to see that. You're not going to see that on post-produced. They'll you talk about know, it. They'll say, it was congrats, to congrats to so-and-so for eagling this hole. Right. Woo. You said 50% luck, 50% skill. You know how hard it was for me to say not 100% concentrated power or will. <laughs> like, it was hard, okay? I So I missed everything you said after that. It was just in my head, the whole song. Um, Bro, when I was like 13, <laughs> that was that was part of my hype-up playlist exactly. when I was like playing oh, baseball. Yeah. I was warming up to that song on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it put me there. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm ready to oh, go yeah. now. Flashbacks. Yep, the flashbacks I'm ready to go. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, let's dive into the actual tournament now. All right, yeah. Um, first things first, congratulations to Valerie Mandahano. Um, not the biggest surprise that she won, but definitely not anywhere close to a considered favorite to win. Right. So huge come up for her. Um, but yeah, that, that was huge. And on the other side, no surprise. If you guys listened last week, um, I called it. It was not a surprise. Macbeth is out for blood this year. Yeah. You know, you guys are here. You saw that we titled this episode <coughs> Macbeth Washed Up? Question mark Because <laughs> yeah. that's all we heard last year. All year long until USDGC, Macbeth's washed up. He's not good anymore. He's not going to be in contention anymore. And he has come out and just absolutely demolished the first two tournaments in his way. Yep. And he had to battle some adversity in both of the tournaments, especially down the stretch of round two and three. Yeah. You know? And, you know, going back to the memorial, some adversity that he um, faced, uh, you know, the whole bag situation. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have not <laughs> seen it yet, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but GK Pro released their um, skins match for Waco today. Um, and in the interview, Paul Macbeth talked about how he left his tournament bag in his RV in Waco when he dropped it off and left for Arizona. So he went out there and played that first round, that 11.08 rated round. Brand new bag. Everything new was bag. new in that bag. <laughs> went out there, had no idea what, you know, I mean, he had an idea because he, he even said, like, <laughs> look, the beauty, the beauty of that course is... I can rely on everything overstable out there and, you know, not play bad. Yeah. You know, but to still, it's not just, he didn't go out there and not play bad. He threw two nearly 1100 rated rounds in yeah. a row with a brand new bag. Yeah. I mean, that's averaged 1104 over two rounds with a brand new bag. With a brand new with bag. Disc C, disc C had never thrown except for that weekend. Yep. Until that <clears throat> weekend. I mean, now I will wow. say if you guys watched any of the coverage for Memorial, the new bag did show its face in this the last two rounds um particularly that was out on uh vista 
De La Vista, of course. Right. Um, you could see that he was definitely like, he wasn't getting either the distance that he wanted. I actually had speculated that he was hurt. Because I was like, man, his forehand distance is not good right now. He's coming up like 30 feet short every single time. He's not even pushing past the basket, let alone coming to the pin. Right. You know, and just, but I, I yeah, so I had actually speculated quietly. I didn't tell anybody, but I thought he was hurt. I thought he was injured and that he, he was going to have to lay off the forehand this year a little bit. Yeah, um, turns out it was just not no, a season. Turns disc. out it was just a brand, a brand new bag <laughs> that there's a lot more forehands on that course than there were on, um, on Fountain Hills. Right. He just wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> he did good. Still. He did well. Insane. Enough to win. Which is also a point that I wanted to cover. Um, Macbeth has now won two straight tournaments. Um, Valerie also won two straight tournaments. That is correct. Um, that she she didn't play. She played the A tier after. Um, yeah, I don't know if she played Las Vegas Challenge or not. But I don't remember seeing was, her. I don't uh, remember seeing either. The yeah, I don't out there. think so. But either way, I do know that the A tier that both her and Mason won um, kind of propelled her into, you know, playing very well at this one. And uh, yeah. I was I was impressed with her shots. Her form is immaculate. Yeah, and more than just her form, her shot selection was very good. Yeah. which That was one of the things we had talked about pre-show. My Dark Horse pick to be a podium finisher was um, Macy Valadez. Yep. And she played very well, and she battled a lot of adversity out, of, out there. But her disc or her shot selection <gasps> out there on the course, especially in round three... I'm not going to lie. I was really confused a lot of times out there by her discs and her shot choices. Um, they didn't make sense to me considering what her strengths in that game were. And I know I gave her a little bit of a break as well because it's her first time out at Waco, you know. Yeah, placing six. That, Let's go. That was, <laughs> that was one of those things that – but that's the difference between sixth and first a lot of times, especially at a course like Waco where we just said 50% luck on any hole that you go out there and play, especially in that center nine that's all in the woods. Right. Shot selection and disc selection is so important out there. And she did that immaculately. And she proved that she knew exactly the type of shots that she wanted to throw on every hole out there. She proved that on hole 17 in the final round. Yep. I mean, that so much trust in that disc and the shot type. Yes. Absolutely. I don't have anything else to say. That was proof yeah. that she trusted what she her game plan. I am. Uh, I'm just so glad we've got disc golf back. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Just in the <laughs> chat, <laughs> said Mr. Bacon cleans up nice. Got to clean up every now and again, right? Yeah. Can't just be a rag muffin every day. <laughs> a rag muffin. Uh, yeah, rag muffin. <laughs> rag muffin. Uh. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations to uh, Valerie on her very first Elite Series win, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it'll probably be the first of many to come over the next several years. Um, I don't see her slacking off any. I, I 
really think that she will just continue to get better. Um, along with the field, though. This is not yeah. just to her. I feel like the entire FPO field is just going to continue to advance. And yeah. we're just going to get better disc golf week in and week out. Do you think this would be a good time for Daniel's drama segment? Uh, I've got drama. This one's drama. This is a prediction drama. Oh, so prediction drama. All right, let's go. Let's hear drama. Run it into the Daniel's drama. Hang on. Are you ready for I'll a drum roll? Can't even hear it from my side. <laughs> well, they can hear it, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, i got to be honest. Good at it's, knocking that out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a happy one. It's no. not a happy one. I think this is the only Elite Series event or major Valerie wins all year. Mm, that's hot. That, that's a hot, mm, that's a hot that's take. A hot take. Um, Somebody's going to have to clip this number one, because I want to rub it in his face in a couple weeks. All right, just... When she, when she wins again. Oh, yeah. Look, I could be, I could be completely wrong, but here's the thing. The, the one thing I want to point out is that we had somebody going into hole 17 of uh, round two with a lead that was insurmountable and just absolutely collapsed from hole 17 through the end of the entire next day, absolutely collapsed. But that doesn't happen. Those type of monumental <coughs> collapses do not happen often. And if Valerie wants to stay competitive and win, especially as we hit the Eastern swing, she needs to be tip-top shape from round one through round three or four, right? Yeah. She played an immaculate round three. One of the best FPO round threes that we have ever seen at Waco. Yeah, it was great. But with the Europeans back over, if she wants to win again, she's going to need to do that for three or four rounds. Yep. Um, as opposed to just one, one and a half. So that's my hot take. That's that's Daniel's drama. So if you guys don't agree, let us know in the comments. Send me a tweet. Send me a message. Instagram Ethan to tell him he's smart and I'm dumb. I don't really care. Woo! That's my drama this week, man. That's, I think that's that's pretty dramatic. That's that's a bold statement in my. It opinion. is a it is a bold statement. It is a bold it is a statement. bold statement. But I think I'm right. Now that being said, hundred percent not going to be your last elite series or major win. She's so, going to win a lot coming coming here's, going here's, forward. So I just can, don't think it's going to be this year. Can we go into the Ethan drama? Is that is that a segment I can add? Oh, Ethan drama? Ethan drama. All right. Ethan never has this? drama. I'm so excited. All right, this is some drama. I've been thinking about this all day. Okay. <clears throat> all right. In the top 10, how many dynamic disc players do you have? In the top 10 rankings-wise? No. FPO in Waco. How do you mean? So... You've got Valerie placing first. You've got Macy placing sixth, right? Right. And then you consider Trilogy a team, so you could include, you, you know. You could, but I'm just there. going dynamic only, okay? So you've got those two women that are in the top six, all right? And right. I'm wondering, did dynamic pay the wrong player? It's, well, uh, now, no, nope. listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda. <laughs> um, 
You asked me a question and now he's not even going to let me answer it? Nope. This is dramatic. Yes. All right. So I, I get that Macy doesn't have the tour experience yet. Um, she's going to set herself up well for a new contract. I think um, she came out first tournament, got in off the wait list, and placed sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the last, like, a couple of days, basically. like Exactly. I think I didn't see her name actually sneak in until, like, Thursday or Friday. Yeah. The week before the Tuesday she, or the Monday she drove away. Exactly. And uh, then Val is doing, you know, big things uh, as well. I mean, getting wins. This is what Kona did last year. And Kona, however, I do like her new putt. Um... Once she gets that dialed in, I think she'll be much better off. But it, it was just a little drama that I was like, you know, and the two that placed in the top six are probably making less than Kona is per year together. You know what I mean? And I'm all for everybody getting getting paid. So I think that will help their statuses. Well, since you're here, and this is because we had – um you know the last tournament at lvc we did our um best performance or our most underrated performance and then our most worrisome performance and i want to do most worrisome performance again i don't want to do best underrated performance but i do want to say best breakout performance somebody who maybe didn't have a name out there that really came out and did something awesome right um but let's start with the most like worrisome performance. And I don't think it's any question that both you and I are probably picking Kona. Yes. It's not because it, it's not close. Like, I, I don't know how to explain how far from close it was. She finished the tournament 21 over par. Yeah. That is a 40 stroke difference from how she finished last year. 40 strokes and don't get me wrong round one horrific conditions okay yes i get that i understand round one was not great conditions however round two was immaculate conditions and she finished three four five six seven six six over par six over par the best conditions of the entire tournament i mean don't get me wrong, that putt is much better and it looks good and it's going to be good. Yes. But now I'm starting to worry about her throwing as well. Yeah. She's she's she's, so much. she's starting yeah, she's starting to throw so poorly that she has me worried in the same way that I was worried about Haley King after um All Stars. All Stars. Yeah. Right? That's and that's that's big. Yeah. Could she still potentially be one of the most talented players out there? Absolutely. We know she's talented. Yes. But at this point, I, I have to start wondering, besides her two wins last year, where's her mental game at at this point? And how is she going to battle this adversity going through the rest of the season? Because this was a devastating blow. Yeah. The, only, she's the having... only notable name, the only notable name that finished below her was Elaine King. Yeah. And it's only notable because of what she has done in her past, not because of the player she is today. Right. Yeah. I mean, and don't get us wrong. We are Kona fans. Like, we like Kona. Um, You know, 
at, but a lot of her contract did come from her social media presence, right? And during well, the, the turn- fact that she played well enough last year to be an all star, mm-hmm. we can't count that out. Like, no, at all. I mean, she did great last year. I, I'm not discounting that, but her social media presence is one of the best uh, in the FPO. Um, she does move discs. Um, Absolutely. That's awesome for a company. That is a no-brainer contract, you know. Um, however, when she's going through a tournament and she's having to disconnect her social media because of the way she's playing, that's got to be stressful. Um, and I really hate to see her going through that. Um, I... We hope the best for her. We hope that she gets everything lined out and, you know, starts getting that putt dialed in enough to where she can really kind of learn those discs even better. Um, Because there are, you know, players like Valerie that seem to just come in and fit those discs very well. Um, Yeah. And I have to say, like, watching the disc fly out of her hand while she's throwing them, I don't think it's a lack of confidence in the discs themselves or even a lack of knowledge in the discs at this point. I think she's reached the point with her bag where she knows what she's throwing. Mm -hmm. I think that she purely has a mental block right now. For for lack of a better term, she has the yips. Yeah. Which is what exactly what we saw out of um Evelina. Out of Evelina on both, you know, seventeen and eighteen and the last rounds. Um you know, that was just a pure case of, of the yips. She missed two tap-ins, pure tap-ins, not because of wind, but because she was not strong mentally out there on the course. Yep. You know, and the only thing that really is hard for me to see with Kona is seeing how talented she is as an actual player and making the mechanical changes to make herself a better player like she's done this offseason and then get blocked up by one of the worst blocks you could possibly have. Because it's not a technique thing. You can't just watch slow motion yeah. and say, that's a tick, I need to get rid of that, and and you know clean out that hitch right there, or change the spin I'm putting on this putt, or anything like that. She needs to find a way to get past this mental block. And that is the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah. There are literally players who have been the best, or were supposed to be the best in all of these sports, that had to see psychiatrists just to get them back up to a competing level, let alone the talent level that they actually have. Right. I mean, so the I, mental side of things is my... huge. So, you know, hopefully they can get that figured out yeah. and back on track. I, I really hope she can get out there. Um, I think I haven't seen enough of it out of Evelina to say that it was more than just a one-round nerves kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that for her it could have been something as simple as not seeing or not paying attention to the scorecard and looking at it one time and realizing where you were and just kind of getting too giddy too much adrenaline or getting those kind of single round yips um but you know i hope they can get it taken care of you know you got to be a quarterback out there you throw that interception you got to move on to the next play right yeah you got to move on you can't sit there and think about it you got to move on that's right now, moving forward onto the other side of the spectrum from um, sadness to happiness. Um, how about DD's marketing team? 
like, was that not brilliant? About, they seen that shot on 17, and they immediately got to work on some Valerie Mondahano getaways. Like, immediately. So, I don't, you weren't on Twitter that day, right? Uh, No, no. Okay, so immediately after she threw that shot and birdied it, Twitter blew up. Everybody was what asking, disc? what, disc? what, what disc? was this disc? And Didi responded immediately to the hype that that was going to receive. Yep. And Impressive. That was awesome. Spot on. She, it didn't even have to be a tournament win. You, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be a Waco disc or, you know, whatever. It was just a Valerie Montano getaway. And they sold out. Like, yep. it, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now, that's the way that a marketing team uses professional players. That is how you make money on the disc golf scene. See a need, meet a need, and you can't do it too late. It's got to yep. be there. It was, they, they, I was just massively impressed. I, I, like, it was I can't wild explain to, me. to you how many people are going to get that disc and start throwing it, and they're going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the it doesn't matter. They made the sale. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? There are going to be so many people who get that disc and say, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what you ordered. And she threw it to perfection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's But, that, I mean, that's what you got to do. That's the name of the game. <laughs> but it turned over, right? And yeah. it's like a Thunderbird. So she's got that thing beat in hard. All right? Yeah. Uh, so... For just just so everyone out there listening that gets one of these getaways, go out there, throw it in the gravel, throw it against trees, throw it into yeah. the road, run over it with your car several times. Um, you know, just uh, just beat that thing in if you want that kind of flight. All right, that's that's put it in the dryer with some tube socks. That's fine. Um, okay. it's not that overstable. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for you guys who don't know, like, the actual flight numbers and the flight path for, like, a high arm speed person, it's like a slow destroyer, okay? It's overstable, but, you know, it'll turn over, it's, but it's a 9-speed instead of a 12-speed, but that's basically what it is. <laughs> Dr. Genius over here is talking about it like it's the beefiest felon of all time. Uh. Oh, man. I'm just saying for all the people, like, they're going to have to beat it up if you want that kind of flight. You're, you're, well, I don't know about that. I mean, it came out of her hand flat. She turned it really nicely. There was also a headwind there, you have to remember. Yeah. Um, So she picked a disc. And yeah, and so she picked a disc she knew she could trust to not full flip over to the right side OB there. Mm -hmm. Um, And she threw it to perfection. That's not going to happen for most of our viewers or listeners when they throw that disc because yeah. they don't, they're not going to have the arm speed to flip that up to flat or flip it up to turn yeah you know what I mean? like justin but, in chat he's saying that it's his favorite hi- or a very decent heiser flip disc so mm-hmm. the one that i have though i'm just going off of the one that i have and um it flies just like my thunderbird it really does uh yep, but, but but throw it now after how much work you've put into your backhand. A lot of times that zero to negative one turn area yeah. changes like the flight changes for you depending on the spin. Yeah. Spin is so important. And I bet you that would be a hyzer flip now with your backhand. Probably would. You I, it. I try to hyzer flip everything. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm Heiser flipping my nuke now, so yeah, it's a, it's a work, it's a work in progress. Still, uh, still can't Heiser flip the force. That 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 just goes into the ground. It, but if you can, <laughs> if you ever get to the stage where you can Heiser flip an, a force, just know that your backhand arm speed is at that point officially considered advanced. Yeah. So you need to when you see the advanced flight paths and the flight path projection charts, you need to trust that that one. Don't. Yeah. Don't think about intermediate or beginner. If you're flipping over forces, yeah. you're way above average, my guy. <laughs> I'm back on. I am flipping over the onyx really well right now. My um, my onyx has finally started to get yeah. beat into a really nice point. So I have the big Z, which is a little more overstable. You have the ESP. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I have the big Z. It's a little more overstable than yours. So it's mm -hmm. finally reaching like, um, it's not a true like hyzer flip. I'm not trying to hyzer flip it. Yeah. But I get a really nice like right hand turn and a headwind now. Yeah, my so. hyzer flip forehand with it is really really nice because I can get it low. The glide pops it up, and yeah, it's it's a very low fast disc, and it it does well. I'm very pleased with how it's been flying lately. I hope that it doesn't break in a little too much because i'm throwing it more but if, if it, it if it does if it it'll does be backhand primarily but. i mean what i would what i would do is just either order a new one or maybe order a big z mm -hmm. and start beating that in as you're throwing it because that if as that esp gets a little too flippy the big z will hold it a little bit longer yeah and the the, the big z will probably get beat in right at about the time that the esp gets too flippy right so uh back to the yeah, Waco. sorry. Why, uh, sorry, <laughs> tangent there. Um, but yeah, what about stuff by your? So, there you go. Don't hit trees, Ethan. <laughs> Chat's well, telling you not to hit the trees. Look, 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 look. Listen, <laughs> trees are my friend. All right, I don't want trees to, are ninety. I don't want trees to are, hit them. Okay. Tree, trees are ninety percent air, or Justin. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh I don't want to hit them. Like they they make me. They make me. It's it's not me. It's not of my own will. Um trees the trees jumped in front of his disc. Uh, no, I, I they come it. at me, it. bro. <laughs> they come at me. <laughs> they they're they're literally trying to get me. They are right, out there your... trying to get me. <laughs> give me um your biggest breakout performance at Waco. Uh MPO or FPO. FPO. We haven't done anything FPO Um yet. FPO. Hmm. Hard to say. I mean, the easy one would be Valerie. Um. However, I I don't really want to go that route. Um. <clears throat> I have. Uh oh. What the heck? My stuff breakout performance there it is all right so yeah i could have went with valerie um however i'm going with cat but not the cat you're thinking of it's not what Katrina, is the cat Alan. it's a cat it's it's, it's the, the cat, cat you're thinking of. of but yeah cat <laughs> merch um she was out there and every time i seen her on coverage she was the happiest player like the most energetic i'm like yeah that's nico's girlfriend for sure that like that they match each other <laughs> so well. oh yeah like did you see the practice round 
before this uh, for Waco with Nico on it. The, the Jomez? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but I, honestly, I had it on the in the background. Okay. I was doing well, stuff. at the very beginning um, of the episode, Nico and Kat were talking. And Nico's like, yeah, I really need to wake up. And uh, she's like, you want me to headbutt you? And he's like, yeah, that might help. She straight conked him right in the forehead. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. That was like a three out of a scale of one to ten to death. <laughs> this is crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> yes. And uh, I was like, she matches Nico real well. But did you see that throw in too? Uh, that she had. I no. On I Sunday, didn't get to see it. she threw it. In I, like I said, okay, I'll, I'll find it. All. I'll find it and send it to you. That throw in was absolutely nuts. I mean, it was one of the most impressive throw ins I've ever seen, and it was for Birdie. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like, it was just a forehand flick out of the bushes and into, straight in, just right into the basket. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely nuts. So we picked the same person. Um, I'm gonna give it as a tie to Valerie and Cat. Valerie f- for picking up that big win because yeah. it's her first Elite Series win, I believe. Um, but Cat, I also wanted to give it to Cat because one of the things, if you guys listened a couple of weeks ago when we recapped LBC, I even mentioned it like in passing how much I liked what Cat was doing out mm-hmm. at LBC. I do remember. But on the back nines of almost every day that she had a really good round, the back nines were sketchy. And round two, the back nine was really sketchy for her. She didn't, um, if I get it back here, her back nine, she took three birdies in a row from 12 through 14, took a bogey on 15 and a double bogey on 18. Right. Right. And in the first round as well, she um, only took one birdie on 10. And then on 13 through 18, she took, um four bogeys in those last five but on the final round which is where it really counted for her she went out there took a trip on one and bounced back completely she birdied two missed three and then five straight birdies yeah from four through eight i mean the mental game to get yourself back on track after taking i mean she was on she was on chase card too Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, so to to take that trip right off of hole one, yeah, and then to have the mental capacity to come back, er- erase that completely, and take a couple more birdies as well, and then only have one bogey and two birdies in the back nine, which is where she struggled the most, yeah, since LBC. Kudos. Yeah, that's all I could say. Great it was job. it was a great performance. Yep. I I think about... we'll be seeing her uh, in the mix. Yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing her name around mm-hmm. for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, most disappointing performance on MPO side. On MPO side, Simon. Um, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm a Simon fanboy. All right. I, Simon is my favorite pro, and he probably always will be. But. I was just so excited to see him play, and then I for him to miss cash and um play sixtieth, I believe, is where he placed. Um, that was that was kind of heartbreaking for me, <laughs> uh, and that was that was I I completely disagree, actually. 
I mean, was the finish great? No. But did you listen to the press conference? I didn't. Did you listen to his interview? Mm-mm. He's been putting every single day, but he has not thrown a disc on an actual disc golf course since before the baby was born. Yeah. Until one practice round before. He had one practice round before Waco. That was it. I mean, I kudos to go out there and perform that well when you had not thrown a disc on a course in three months yeah i i give him kudos for that i look was the was the finish great no he had a pretty rough last four holes out on round three particularly because if you take that out he caches yeah you know what i mean yeah you're right if you take out those last four holes he caches so kudos to him he actually looked really good in my mind considering what he said if we can take what he said at face value and it's true he hasn't thrown in that long in actuality he says oh i've been throwing in a net as much as i can but i haven't thrown in a net even in like a month now right um so especially with his past injury he had mentioned that it's not good for him to go that long without throwing so he really needs to throw more yeah he'll get back in the swing of things but that was just it was kind of like a personal one for me so mine is I'm stealing yours from last week, actually. Ricky. And I'm going. No. Disappointing performance? No, Scott. Stokes. Oh. The Stokely. Yeah. We seen him so, on a little bit of coverage. Saw him on some coverage. Yeah. So he went out there and he looked absolutely awful round one. He looked admirable on round two up until the last couple of holes. Yep. And then he looked admirable in the front nine of round three, and then he looked really bad for the back nine, basically, when all was said and done. He he popped a few birdies in there, but he played over par on the back nine again. Um, and listen, I'm picking this for one reason and one reason only. I think I will finish in the top 50% of the player pools every event this year, and he is now 0 for 2. Yeah. 0 for <clears throat> 2. Now, again... Waco giveth and Waco taketh away. There's a lot of luck involved out there, but uh, so Scott, he, he, didn't... He, he missed cash. Yeah, um, he placed below Simon. Okay, I just didn't. He placed. I didn't know. Sixty-six it. by himself. Hmm. I do. So you know, one thing that does kind of suck about that is like he goes and tells these charities. He's like, any winnings that I get will go to you, and then he's not then winning he... anything. And like, eventually, that's gotta gotta that gotta do something. That's gotta change. Like, is yeah. he still giving money to them out of his own pocket? You think? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how the deal goes. I don't you either. Know, it depends on his deal with them. Yeah. But you know, you know, if we if we take him out of the equation because I picked <coughs> him purely on the fact that he said that at the beginning of the year and he's yeah. now on his second chance and failed a second time. If we take that out, then my pick is Paul Ulibarri because wow. Yeah. Wow, he looked bad. Did you see his post? He looked bad bad. No, I didn't. It was um heartfelt, I guess. Um he he really let his emotions out there and uh he said, let's see here. Shane, you should see me when I'm clean shaven. 
Yeah, I think I right. look like a child now. I go back to I'm 27 and I go back to 12 when I'm cleanly mm. shaven. At least I've got something on my face. Okay. Well, did he take it down? He did, I guess. Oh, okay. there. Oh, it could have been a well, story. Oh, but that's yeah. what it well, was. But yeah, he was he was very upset. Um, especially since it was the day that he launched the Uliberry, um, foundation, Uliberry Leadership Foundation, yeah, uh, on Instagram. He had said it in the Gomez, uh, video yeah. too, but. <coughs> yeah. What about, uh, best breakout performance? It, would it be wrong of me to do two times in a row? Like, I can't get enough of it. I, Luke Humphreys, I, I, yeah, it, it would be a surprise performance, but I don't know that it would be a breakout. So I'm going to say no because he broke out at LVC, but this was a like, this was an, another surprise. So, so I'm going to I'm going to nix you on that and give me something else. Okay, well, breakout performance for the tournament is going to be a lot harder, but breakout performance for me would have been Nick Carl um, <clears throat> after round one. Uh, that was impressive, my dude. Like, yeah, shooting the hot round, getting tied in a three-way tie going into the round two. Um, Sh- shooting the hot round in the worst conditions of the weekend. Exactly, <clears throat> and that's why he was so upset with how he ended up missing cash. Um, because oh, yeah. he was in the lead after round one in the worst conditions, and. And going into round two and three, where there was better conditions and more scorable, he went backwards. But I'll tell you what I think a lot of it is, is kind of like, think about it like the Patriots, right? Um, they want the bad weather. They, they, they like that because it puts them at an advantage. And I think Nick the is same kind thing with of Green this, Bay. Yeah, Green Bay's same way. And I think Nick is kind of the same way i i think i think the weather that he played in this past winter really kind of prepared him to know how he can throw in those type of clothes in the gloves with the hand warmers with the hood on you know that that definitely helped and i think that that probably hurt some of the others whereas in round two and three here came the field you know so, yeah, that that would be my breakout performance. Um, regardless of how he placed, still a great tournament um, by Nick. Um, and more to come. I hope to still see him up there. So, right. Yeah, but that's me. What about you? Um, I'm going to go with for the whole tournament as opposed to a single round. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, this is another one that I really, like, I want to give it to two people. but. Um, at the same time, I kind of don't. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Aaron Gossage. Um, yep. It is, number one, his best place finish at an Elite Series event down there, tied for fifth. Um, one stroke off of tying for third. Yep. So um, easily the best place that he's taken besides his seventh at OTB last year. Yeah. Um, he also got third and... at the Memorial last week. Yes. But I didn't want to count that because it was an elite series, right? Yeah. So I didn't. I I kind of 
I discounted that in terms of my ranking of, of where right. he placed. But to go out there and do that again at Waco, not bad. I mean, yeah. this dude's got a massive forehand. He really does. Absolutely fun to watch him throw a forehand. And Waco's a great place to throw a lot of forehands, luckily enough for him. Um, but he's going to be able to, even with his forehand, go out there. And he has a really good backhand. It's not as accurate as, as his forehand. Right. But it's got, he's got whip on that backhand. Yeah. He's so got some power. He, some Colorado he, power. He's definitely got, I don't know that he has that reined in yet to be considered a top power player. Right. But if he could rein, rein in that backhand with a little bit better accuracy, he could be up there because yeah. he's got arm speed. No surprise, given his you know lineage, yeah, that he's got arm speed. Right. But he has it, and the massive forehand is going to take him really far as well, I think, because he's, accu- he's deadly with it in terms of accuracy, yeah, and it's got great power. Uh, um, that was a great, I was also, great pickup by Discraft. It really yeah. was. I think they'll see a big return on investment on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, awesome. Um, but I was very impressed with Isaac Robinson. So even though he's not my pick, I'm going to give him a little honorable mention. That is a great finish. Um, I know he placed really well at a USDGC last year, mm-hmm. but still really good to see him come out and, and be competitive early on in the season this year. Yep. because. This is going to be, I don't think he's doing a full tour this season, um, but I know he's going to do a, a, about half of a tour. Yeah. Uh, I see more Prodigy put out that they had nine players in the top 25. Yeah. That's impressive. Absolutely. Especially after losing Chris and Kat yeah. and Matteo. Granted, Matteo wasn't there, but still. Yeah. That's three of your top players that are gone, and you're still yeah. pumping in the top 20 absolutely so heck yeah all right we're gonna move on to um my tale of the tape for the week there you go so you guys this is you know only the third time that we've done this but if you guys don't know tale of the tape it's gonna be my random stat this one's kind of a stat kind of not really a stat but i'm gonna count it anyways because it is a number um (laughs) my tale of the tape 151.5 can you tell me what that is 151.5. That is the number of tour points that Luke Humphreys has. You got it. You got it, my guy. Now, can you (laughs) tell me? Let's go. Can you tell me how many points that is above second place? Uh, Who's in second place? (laughs) Uh, Calvin Heinberg and Gannonberg. Are tied? Tied. Okay. Um... So he's at 150, 70 points higher. A little bit high. A little bit not, high. Not quite that large. Okay. But he, uh, it's a 42.5 point That's gap. still massive. <laughs> I, massive. I was, I was thinking like big because just uh, yeah. Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> That's massive for two two events into the year yeah. to be the name that nobody thinks of as a competitive disc golfer, but everybody knows. Yeah, it's awesome. To, to hold, after two events, a 40-point lead, essentially, on the rest of the competition. And who could have ever imagined that that name would have been Luke Humphreys? I, I'm ecstatic about it. How, how could you not have gone, like, come into this situation and thought, it's Luke. you know it's not calvin it's not gannon it's not paul obviously he didn't play you know 
LDC. Um, and it's not Ricky or Kevin. Right. What's a, another name? Kyle Klein. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of names on here. There's a lot of names that you would have guessed at the beginning of the season would have been the points leaders you or know, close he, to the points leaders. I had heard that um, – I don't know where I heard this from. It was from another podcast. Shout out to them. I don't remember. Um, but he only needs one more top three finish, and he's locked into the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. Locked yeah. in. He's yeah. only got to get to 200 points. That's crazy. Only yeah. in the I, I, that, that, that that blows my mind that he's two elite series into the tournament or into the season, and he and at this that's point, wild. At this point, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't make it because he is um, he's locked into every foreseeable tournament through the master's cup which yeah. is a silver series and he gets Whereas, points just for playing them you yeah know what i mean he's, he's gonna but, get points and and he so you're talking about a full season for him anyways yeah i mean calvin and gannon are not playing music city or tallahassee um and they're not playing master's cup you know paul Macbeth isn't playing again until champions cup i thought he was playing belton but it doesn't show him as registered right now well, oh wait no yes he is yeah I was about he's, to say, and then he's, he's skipping there He's skipping Music City this year, and then um, that's not surprising. Playing at playing at Tallahassee, which that actually did surprise me that he's skipping Music City for Tallahassee. The whole but the whole debacle with Music City that Paul had last year. Um, yeah, but also you have to consider that we're being run by Pro Tour this year, not National Tour. It it yeah, it's true, but. Um, and, and I think that's going to make a massive difference. Also, being that it's a it's a silver series, and not one as thing on that it. is different too is Brody is playing Music City where he didn't last year. Yeah. Um, the one that's still surprising for me to look at is the fact that Drew Gibson is not registered for another event until Champions Cup. He's not playing until Champions Cup. That's crazy. I, yeah, like I, he's avoiding wow. the whole Texas swing just because he's moving. But yeah, but I can't like. I don't see why he wouldn't go play in Tallahassee. Yeah. Give yourself a welcome back before going to Champions cuz he that means he's going to go into Champions Cup cold. Yeah. So either he just doesn't care and that's going to be his warm up to get back into the Pro Tour stretch, which is possible, but it's a major. I mean, I don't know. That it's just weird to me, but I understand yeah. why. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, that's that's super funny, but yeah. Anyways, who would have thunk Ooh, two events yeah who would have thunk it and uh yeah i tweeted about it and uh gk pro actually retweeted it and we got a ton of likes Heck on that that yeah. was cool we got like 30 likes Heck yeah was, we love that you love to see it lo love to see it now i'm gonna send a message here to gk pro and we're gonna record this i'm gonna strip this section and i'm gonna tweet it directly at gk pro all right okay this is my this is my message to gk pro Luke Humphreys has shown what he can do out on the course during the actual like events now. That means he's earned himself a spot on the skins match. You're going to have to find somebody to uh, run the match one time and let him play along because he's earned it. Hey, I just want to get see him get out there and get that ace pot. You know what I mean? He deserves it. It's a little bonus. Could you, could you imagine oh my that the, the host getting that 10k ace oh pot on his first try? 
Imagine it. Hole one, bro. Oh Imagine. my gosh. That would be nuts. The the world wants to see it, GK. Yeah. The world wants to the see it. The world wants to see it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. That, um, one, that one's got to go out to GK. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a pretty solid recap at at yeah. this exact moment for Waco. It is. Um, so, I think that means we move on to another segment. Yeah, I'm down. Um, well, who am I? What do you think? Who am I? Yeah, let's Who do it. I? Um, you want to go first, or you want me to let's go do first? Let's do it. Let's do it. MPO always goes first. That way, we'll we'll rotate right. back and forth right. as we rotate <coughs> picking them. So, for those of you that are new and are listening, uh, first time listeners, first time watchers, um, the way this works is I will give some random stats about the tournament or about the specific player and. With those stats and little tidbits, he has to guess who I am. And therefore, the game, who am I? We will rotate every week. Um, I will be an MPO and then an FPO. MPO, FPO, and so on and so forth. And he will do the opposite. So, without further ado, who am I? I play for Discmania. I missed cash because of a double bogey. I had 0% circle two putting. But I had 85% circle one X putting. Simon Lazat. I knew that would throw you off. Mm. Casey White. Okay. Casey, what you gotta give me a chance, bro. No, nope, you get one and done. Uh, bull. <laughs> I call bull. He didn't even give me a chance for everybody. No. <laughs> uh, There's not that many Discmania players. I had to take it I mean, when I could fair. get it. But yeah, that that's was fair. that was a little tricky tricky. Because we had just talked about Simon earlier about the whole 17 and 18, and that's the reason he missed cash. I was like, this is playing into my hand. <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna guess that was the player I was gonna guess before. Before I said you that, had, yeah, before you said anything, I was like, he's gonna pick Simon Lazat. <laughs> oh, <let's> see, <clears throat> but yeah. Wait, so okay, so what were your stats? So just out of curiosity, in the third round, he was he missed cash, um, for double bogey, um, zero percent circle two putting, and eighty five percent circle one X putting. Just in the third round. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was almost right. He only had Simon only had uh, like fifty percent circle one X putting yeah. that last day, but he did have a zero percent because that's what I was going off of was the zero percent circle two putting, which is I thought I knew Simon had a zero percent. Right. Okay, so I did make an educated guess based on the stats I knew for yeah, sure. You did well. And what. I, I tricked so, you. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I just didn't. I just didn't know the one, the circle one X stat. Yeah, that was the reason. Because I usually would just do three, right? But I was like, I seen that him and Simon both had zero. <clears throat> three. And no, I, well, I well, I did the Discmania thing too, but yeah. Yeah. So, but it's their sponsor or their hometown, and then three stats, and then three. Okay. Okay. You did it right. Cool. Oh. All right. Who are you? 
Okay. All right, brain. Tap in here. You got to you got to start giving me one thing you have to start giving me though is uh that first stat is supposed to be a 10 place window. Mm. Cuz that that's that's what it's supposed to be. So you told me you missed cash. Missed cash. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it's supposed to be like I placed 50 to 60. Mm, that, yeah, that would be hard. It would still have been the same two people though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so because I think it would have he placed he might have placed in the 40s. He he placed 50 to 60 and Simon placed 60 to 70. Well, he would have been Simon was 60. So 66. No, Simon was 60th. He was clean 60? Yeah. No, you're right. He was tied with Nick Carl for 60th. Oh, in case he was tied for 50. Exactly. So. Okay. So it wouldn't have made a difference. No. All right. But I got a good one for you. All right. All right. I'm sponsored by Innova. I placed. That's fine. I'm I'm sponsored by Innova. I placed in the top 10. I hit 25% circle two putts. For the entire weekend, and I had a thirty percent birdie rate. So twenty-five percent circle two. Yep. Thirty-three percent birdie rate. Thirty percent. Thirty percent birdie rate. And what was the other one? What was the other stat? I placed in the top ten. Oh, placed in the top ten. Okay. Um. So, Innova players inside the top 10. You have Evelina. You have Kat. Um, I'm drawing a blank on everyone. I'll give, you, I'll give you one more hint, and I don't know how it's going to help you. That 25% circle two put, putting rate ranked her first in the whole tournament. Well, it wasn't Evelina. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Cat Merch. It is Cat Merch. Woo! (coughs) I already had it picked out before the show, and I was going to change it after um, we talked about her because it became way too easy after we talked about her. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I figured I'd throw you a bone, even it up between us. There we go. One to one, baby. <laughs> one to one. One to one, baby. We tied up now. All right. So yeah, um, there's the who in my segment. And uh, you want to go into straight into the disc guessing game? Yeah, let's go straight into it. All right. Um, I'm gonna set a one minute timer. I have to be the one to guess the disc this time. You already have your disc in mind, correct? I do. All right. <clears throat> Let me just pull it up so I know everything okay. about it, so I can answer quickly for you. <coughs> Sorry, everybody. I I have a weird cough right now, and I don't know why, but I know it's annoying to audio listeners, and I am very sorry. I do apologize. You've been smoking the cigarettes. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> it's the chocolate. Um, Ozzy. Uh, Sharon! <laughs> Sorry. 
just so y'all know. I've been know, smoking for 30 years. He is, he is very good at improv. Um, yeah. yeah those, one, th- those were not good. No, no, fun. but you are good at it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, and go. Is it Trilogy? No. Discraft? No. Innova? Yes. Distance Driver? Yes. Overstable? Okay. Trike. No. Um Is it negative two fade? Or negative negative two turn? No. Um Is it more than negative two turn? Yes. Mamba. No. Hmm. Roadrunner. That's fair. No. Um, and it is not one of the Discmania originals. No. Um, it is the uh, three seconds up. I don't know. Final guess. Um, final guess is the. Uh, turn. Yes. Uh, well, I got to turn. I was oh like, gosh. I was like, ah, struggling, dude. You don't understand how bad I wanted to say Daedalus because it's such a cool word. <laughs> I struggled so hardly with the Daedalus. How much pressure? I seen it get to three seconds, and I was like, "Freak yeah, out!" Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. So next time, <coughs> next time we do this, whoever is the answering player, yeah, should not have the clock in front no, of them. Please no. Because I was, I, was, I, saw, I looked down and I was like, huh, "I saw your face switch from <laughs> um, logical explanation and thinking process to pure panic when you looked down at the timer." <laughs> And you lost all ability uh, to think after that. And you was like, final guess. And I was just like, uh, I turn. <laughs> hey, it worked. Uh, just go with a bird. You'll have, be halfway right. Yeah, that was not a bad one, though. That was a good one. I like that. That was a good That one. was hard. It was just enough to stump you, but it easy was, enough for yeah. you to get it on your final guess. Yeah. Like it. We'll decide later whether that counts for a point or half a point or who yeah. knows what. I at least deserve half. I got it right. It just wasn't in the time limit. I don't deserve yeah. a full point. I'll give you that. Okay. That's, so then that's what we'll do. So final guess is outside the time limit, half a point. Half a point. And in and the time you, limit will be one point. We'll get your full point. Yeah. All right. Well, But that still gives you a half a point lead right now. Yes. Uh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I, I, well, I, yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes, no. I don't know. Last week was weird because we did the two disc thing. Yeah, but you still got one. But I'm, I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna say I didn't get it because I didn't get it in within one minute. So I'll take a half a point then as well. Okay, that'll work. So because we did the two, two discs for two minutes, and I'm not gonna lie, if you guys were watching this for the listeners, you really should have seen his face, like <laughs> the internal moment where he switched from pot, like, um like cognitive thinking 
to just pure panic thinking. It was instantaneous and it was harsh. His brain <laughs> ceased to function properly at that exact moment. So, and that was kind of the same thing that happened to me last week where we had the two discs because yeah. I got through the first disc and then I got through the second disc and I had to wipe, uh, like the hardest part for me was wiping everything I knew about the disc that I had just gotten correct yeah, and then reset my brain for a second disc. And it was, it was that, <laughs> it's those difficult. last 30 seconds were pure panic. It's fun, but difficult. Uh. Yeah, y'all should definitely try this with your friends for sure. But, um, all right. I mean, I think that pretty much covers everything, right? Yeah, you want to... I mean, we went ahead and knocked her on out. Yeah, like I said at the uh, at the beginning of the episode, um, we are going to cover Belton. We're just going to do it in a little bit of a different way. Um yeah. And then the one thing that we didn't do this week, and I apologize, it was my job. I mean, we we haven't talked about it, but I have assumed the task uh, was tallying the points from uh, hitting the line. Yeah, uh, I just didn't. I didn't have time this week, and it, it's actually like it's kind of difficult to go back, and I because I have is. to re-listen to the podcast, write everything down again, um, and then go back and check all of their scores from the day. Yeah, and I just I didn't have time, so. Um, next week we will recap our um, hitting the line segment because there's not a pro um, tour this weekend. So yeah, there's yeah there's not a pro tour, and then next week is going to be Texas, Texas State. And let me just go ahead and look up Texas real quick. No, that's not what I want. Da 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 da. Nope, and, that's not it. Yeah. What are you looking there at? Go. That's a one. I'm checking to see how many rounds it is this year. Mm. So it looks like it's going to be four rounds this year. Last year was the, and the reason I wanted to look is last year was only three. Right. <clears throat> um, I enjoyed so that four means, rounds. that means, five, six, seven. no, it's only three. Oh. It's only three. They have it listed wrong on, PDGA. All right. It's the 25th through the 27th. So it's three rounds. What that means is that that um the lines will not be available to us until after the podcast is live recorded with you guys. So that will actually end up being our um Tennessee 2's uh after hours. Right. Um next week is we'll go through the lines and maybe talk about any other topics that kind of came up throughout the week. Um, and give that to you. But during the podcast, we will recap the current score before that. So, uh, right. other than that, like I said, no Belton, but look for our video on Saturday evening, late evening, more than likely. Should be about 10, 15 minutes long, so it's not going to take too much time out of your night. Um, and that's it for me. Yep, that's all we have. But I do appreciate everybody that came out. I think we had a very good episode. Had some good laughs, and uh, again, shout out to everybody listening. Um, all of the uh, international countries—that's huge. That's awesome. 
just to know that we're being listened to overseas. Um, yeah. Huge step in the right direction. Um, and we're growing every day on all of the social media platforms. Um, if y'all do not care, please leave us a rating on anything that you are listening on, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podknife, Facebook. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of things now, but uh, we do appreciate it. And those yeah. ratings help other people find our podcast. Yes, um, and as you guys you know, who have started to become more regular listeners. If you haven't already, please go ahead and do us a big favor and hit the subscribe button. That way you guys are getting the notification for when our podcasts become live for you to listen to as well, especially yes. for you listeners on the audio side. Um, that's going to be really big for you because, you know, for some of you guys who might've looked on Wednesday for our podcast and noticed that it wasn't there <coughs> this yeah. way, it just gives you a, a better opportunity to get that live notification especially when exactly. we have you know technical hiccups where we can't go live like last week um yeah. and with that being said also make sure that you guys are following us on here on facebook as well as on um twitter instagram and youtube um instagram and facebook was where we put out our notification last week that we would not be able to go live when we wanted to um and then also f like we mentioned earlier our Tennessee Two's After Hours is going to be video exclusive. We will not be doing this as an audio for you guys here on the audio feeds. So if you guys want to check that out, like I said, 10 to 15 minutes long, doesn't take much. Um, you'll be able to find that on Facebook and YouTube only. Yep. Correct mundo. But yep. All right. Well, this is us signing off. We do appreciate everybody. Uh, have a great day and a great night. Great rest of your week. And, you know, get out there, go throw some discs. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.